Hello once again, everyone. Welcome into the Eric St. Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the work week. Off and running again. Show number 889. What? Yes. Tomorrow, the big 890, and then in a couple weeks, 900 stinking free podcasts. Okay, so those first shows, I get it. You know, I mean, they were like 15 minutes long. Oh, my God. Awful. Um, if you ever, like, pick up my podcast, don't go back to show one. Just start listening and pretend that the several hundred prior to that didn't happen. Hey, I'm catching up. No, don't. Don't catch up. Just just jump right in. And none of this, I'm just catching up bullshit. Then again, you do what you want. Some of those old episodes, I was doing a lot of crying. Ugh. That happens. But uh, no crying today. The show happens each and every day right here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Ace Hardware, a... Beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. Hope you all are doing fantastic. I am not. Not at all. And that is because I have, uh, I'm being forced to uh, do something that I don't want to do. And that is watch the new Stallone film the Samaritan. Several days ago, uh, Adam, I call him Adam Balboa because he loves Sylvester Stallone so much. Sent me a cameo. And he said, Hey, uh, you know, he, he hires me to, and I, I'm thinking, okay, he's going to want me to, uh, roast a buddy or something like that. Or, Say hi to his kids. And it wasn't until yesterday that I actually got a look at what he wanted me to do. You open up the Cameo app. I would like an honest, non-spoiler review of the Sylvester Stallone film, The Samaritan, on Amazon Prime. You dick. I would not have watched this film. I took one look at the trailer for this dumpster fire. And I'm like, no, this thing just looks like shit. It's an hour and 39 minutes. I am 40 minutes into it. And I, I had to stop. I'm going to finish it, but I, uh, and the thing is the reviews for this thing for, uh, audience scores, I mean, really not as terrible as, I mean, I, I give it zero stars already. This thing sucks. 
Stallone is a superhero. He's a good guy called Samaritan. His twin brother is Nemesis. Everybody thinks that both Samaritan and Nemesis died in a horrible fire. And now the city's just gone to shit since these two died. Nemesis was kind of like the bad guy. Samaritan, his twin brother, was the good guy. You know, there you go. That old story. Okay, so, but Samaritan's not dead. It's Sylvester Stallone, who I just, I can't get past the plastic surgery. It's, it's, it's so, that's his superpower. You just look at his face and go, what the fuck? What is, what is, I can't quite put my finger on it. It doesn't look bad. And uh, too much of this film is, uh, when people watch it, like Adam Balboa, who loves Stallone so much, I don't know what it is. It's like the film sucks shit, but people like Adam are more impressed with the fact that Sylvester Stallone doesn't look like a 76-year-old man, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he looks great, though. Yeah, I'm not going to see the film to see how great Sylvester Stallone looks. This feature, or this uh, movie features all the... uh, Ridiculous things you'd see in a Stallone movie. Annoying kid. Stupid mom. Stallone. Who, for the first 40 minutes, I think he's said five words. He just kind of walks around. That's the superhero skill is walking around, apparently. And uh, really stupid part number one. He's powered by ice cream. I am not kidding you. Samaritan is powered by ice cream. You go into Samaritan's house. He has, he doesn't have a fridge. He's got just a big giant freezer and it's full of ice cream. So I'm to the point now where any type of mystery and intrigue um, is, is fading away with the whole powered by ice cream thing. Oh my God. I gotta eat ice cream or else my body overheats and my then my heart explodes, yo. What an asshole. So I'm sitting there uh uh you know trudging through this film I wake up this morning and longtime listener Ben Benjamin Weller sent me an email. Again, uh, Adam Balboa made me watch this film so that I can give this. I'm already stealing all my thunder by giving you kind of like a half review of as far as I've gone. It's as far as I, as soon as I got to ice cream eating, I was like, fuck this shit. And by the way, the bad guy is one of the weakest bad guys I've ever seen. It's so bad. Everything about this thing is stupid. Ben writes, Eric. Now he's unrelated to all this. He just unsolicited sent me this email. While I'm watching this shit show, I gotta tell you, that Adam Balboa, or whatever his name is, was right. I've watched the new Stallone movie tonight 
and it was great. What an action movie. If you have Prime Video, you need to watch. Seriously, watch it now. Ben and Ionia. Okay. Uh, dude, what the fuck? Unless there's a dramatic turnaround, I don't... I, I'm not going to be able to get past the powered by ice cream thing. I responded with, I'm 40 minutes in. It's pure shit. Ha 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 ha. And it is. Oh my God. Hang on. I got to drink this. I actually got pissed off. I got so damn pissed at, uh, fueled by ice cream. I, I shut it off and just, you know, stared at the wall. So I fell asleep. If you have Amazon Prime, you can watch this stupid thing. Uh, I'm learning that the best I can do is not going to be good enough when it comes to uh, Grand Rapids Half Marathon on October 16th, I believe it is. It's it's just, I just, okay. Improved? Sure. Did I lose by 45 minutes last time? Yes. Am I going to lose by 45 minutes this time? Probably not. Am I going to lose? Absolutely. I'm being realistic here. I put my best effort yesterday. Yesterday, it is a six-mile run as fast as you can go for six miles. Race pace. I stopped for like 30 seconds a couple times to get a drink of water. But basically, run as hard as you can for six miles. I averaged eight minutes and 40 seconds a mile. That is not going to do it. That is a full uh, minute or more slower than what our pal Mike Ball is going to do. I think, unless if there is some type of injury that takes place, silver lining, that means I'll lose by less than 20 minutes. Well, okay, great. But if anyone thinks I'm going to win this race, you've got more faith than I do. Uh, The only thing that I think uh, that gives me a 1% chance of being victorious in this race is that if Mike sustains some type of dramatic injury, Breaks his leg, gets shot, he's burned in a fire, uh, he's lost in a flood, and that's that's that only barely increases my chances of victory. Will I continue on? Yes. Will we raise a ton of money for the AT Children's Project? Yes, that is that is the saving grace in all of this. Raising money. For sick kids. But we are about five weeks out. Five, six weeks out. I think I'm on, yeah, I'm on week 11. So five and a half weeks out. All right. I should probably reach out to the AT Children's Project and get them up to speed on this. They they didn't have any idea. I, I haven't even pursued that. Jesus, what an idiot. So I'm on the treadmill yesterday and um, just chugging along. That's tough when you're on the treadmill and you know that you're slow, but yet you have to finish a workout. It's like, uh, all I wanted to do was stop the fucking thing. 
Just quit. Also, if I quit, I I will say this. It sucks getting old. And if I were to just stop, all I would do is eat, 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 and no exercise and uh, not live as long. And I just don't want that to happen. Okay. I just want to live a long time. So the second I stop moving, then I'm fucked. I've got to keep going. While on the treadmill, a dude comes walking in front of me and he waves like I know him. And I did the old, hey, hey, man, (laughs) what's up? Yes. Oh, hey, good to see you. Oh, man. (laughs) Ah, yes. It's been so long. I don't know who the fuck he is. No idea. So he, uh, I'm like, how the fuck do I know? I, I think I know that guy, but I, I, I can't, I can't place it. So I want, I want, uh, everyone to, to do this for me. If I ever meet you and then a lot of time passes, like more than one day. If you happen to run into me again, will you please tell us, Hey, I am so-and-so remember we, would you give me one of those please? Because fuck shit. Kevin Kuyper's witnesses himself. When we were at, um, Berlin raceway, him and I are walking around as a dude that works there. And, uh, I've asked him his name at least five times. And I said, what is your name again? Is it Mo? Mo. I came up with Mo. (laughs) And then then I go, Mo. No, it's not Mo. Begins with a C. What? And the guy goes, no, it's DJ. And I I go, oh, fuck. And Kevin's just like, Jesus, I, I watched that all. Watching that all unfold, your brain operate. Come up with Mo of all. Of all things, for fuck's sake. Jesus. Oh, shit. Tyler uh, says, having experienced this firsthand recently, I can confirm it is the most awkward feeling ever. LOL. Yeah. You sent me something. Was it a text or an email? about you having this exact thing happen to you. He writes, every time I've ever heard you tell a story about not knowing someone's name who starts talking to you, I've always thought, why doesn't he just say, sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Remind me what your name is. Well, I just experienced this at the gym. This guy just came up to me. So basically this happened to Tyler and then he realized, Oh, now I know what Eric's talking about. And then he sent me this text. This guy just came up to me, Tyler, how's it going, man? Coincidence running into you here. I have zero fucking idea who this guy is. I don't even recognize the face. I panicked and pulled the classic Eric Zane. Hey man, how you doing guy? Most awkward shit I've ever experienced. I faked a phone call from my wife to get out of there quick and con- continued staring at him from across the gym, trying to figure out who the hell he, who the hell this is. Still no clue. 
Anyways, sorry for the long text. Just wanted to share that I understand the cringy, awkward feeling. Now, yes! Shit, I had one the other day. And uh, there's this uh, dude who, um, same thing. And I'm like, fuck. And I went over to Team Knuckle Dragger. I go, hey, what's what's that guy's name? Which guy? I go, the black guy. And I go, I don't know. I go, fuck. Uh I always see him and he remembers my name. So he's always like, Hey, Eric. And you know, I want to be able to walk up to him and, and say his name. So we're trying to figure it out. And then I went over to this chick named Courtney who works at the desk. I, I think I might've mentioned this, but I didn't mention the the fact that he's black. First time I told the story, this is uh, so I walk up to Courtney. I go, Hey, can you tell me what that guy's name is? She goes, well, I'll go into recently checked in. So she hits the button on the computer and then all these faces, because when you check in, your your face shows up on your little ID. And it's like 50 faces in the last hour. And I go, that one. And she goes, how do you know it's him? I said, because he's the only black guy. Oh, yeah. So she tells me his name and I think I've already forgotten it. Jamar, Jamal, something like that. I think it's Jamal, Jamar, fuck, Jawan. It's something with a J. So that is a regular thing. So this guy is in front of me and he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, oh man, oh, it's so good to see you guy. Yes. Oh, fuck yeah. All right. See ya. I'm on the treadmill. I get off the treadmill and there he is. And he is jacked. He is absolutely shredded. And he's got tattoos everywhere, up and down his arm. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Did he, do I know him from here? I mean, he, he made it seem like uh, we're old buddies or something. What the fuck? So, uh, I realized I had, I had to figure this out. So I go walking up to him. I go, do I know you from here or from out of this facility? Is that how, how, do I know you from the YMCA or did, did, do I, have I met you elsewhere? He goes, you just interviewed me. I'm like, what? Are you the lead singer of, uh, lead singer of, uh, what the fuck is that band? I don't remember. I got, uh, and he goes, Matt, Matt Alkama. I'm the, uh, one of the coaches on the, on the kids, the young ladies, uh, little league world series championship team that won the big game. I go, oh, fuck. Yes, Matt. Oh my God. Oh, so awkward. Shit. So I had met him only virtually. Manna says, going forward, everyone just tell us your name when you say hi. Chris, you're getting stories mixed up. Jamal is the black guy or Jamar or what, Juwan. Matt is the different guy. Matt is the white guy I met yesterday. Don't you listen when I explain these things? It was two entirely different stories. If I, if I forget names, that may be one thing, but you're forgetting the whole story. You're, you, I, I, I told you two separate things at the same time. Can your brain not wrap your mind around a tangent? Jesus. 
He says, no, I missed the transition. Sorry. Well, you don't have to apologize. But, I mean, you got you to gotta keep up. You want to enjoy the show. He's calling for a ban of himself. No, I wouldn't ban you for that. It's not that that's that's I, I can't ban you because you're struggling to follow with what I'm saying. Other than that, it was cool. I hate that feeling so much. If I remember your name, you've really made an impression on me. Damn it. Holy crap. Okay, welcome to each and every one of you. I'm so glad you are here. If you ever want to reach out to me, send me an email. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I would love to hear what you have to say or maybe whatever it is you want to share with me. Reach out the easiest way, email on the Shoreliners Striping Inbox, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. How about the Lions? They uh, fired uh, Tim Boyle. Is that the guy's name, Tim Boyle? You're like, who the fuck is that? The Lions, okay, they had a uh, uh, a fight going for the backup quarterback. I know barely any of you even give a shit about this because you might live in different parts of the country, but it's it's important to me. I've been watching this hard knock show, and, and the fact that I am interested in who is the backup quarterback shows you how great the show is. It has me interested in who's going to get the job for holding the clipboard for Jared Goff. You know, and frankly, I don't know how great Jared Goff is. He put together one or two good games at the end of the year last year, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, man, we got to protect him. It's like, oh, my God. I don't know. I pray to God he doesn't get hurt or is, is just so horrible we have to put in one of the backups. And we only have one backup now. It's this uh, uh, David Blau. Is that his name? And he stinks, but he doesn't stink as bad as Boyle. Fuck. I don't know, man. Boyle got cut. So now the Lions have to bring in a third-string quarterback. I, You know what? Don't do it. Don't do it. Just stay with two. Because... If you've got Boyle on your team to begin with and you can't find a quarterback that's better than him in the first place, after you cut him, you're not going to be able to find anybody. Just stick with two. And if both of those guys get hurt, I don't know, have Dan Campbell pay, play the quarterback position. or the, who doesn't matter at that point. Just take a knee. If you're in a game and Goff gets hurt and then Blau gets hurt, Put anyone back there, take the ball from center, and take a knee every play. You're not going to win, and people are going to get killed. Every morning the show happens on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. That's where you go to get it uninterrupted. If you like to sit here and get the show live, starting at 8 a.m., Monday through Friday, that's where you go. You got to fill out your little username thing and hit follow at twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. I'm trying to get as many of you over to Twitch as possible. That's why I start the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And then, uh, and then I shut it off because if you want the rest of it, you got to get it at Twitch. 
on Twitch. And as always, the audio of this becomes the audio podcast, which you can download anywhere, anywhere where you download podcasts. So to the folks on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I now say goodbye to you. Twitch and Facebook brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Corey says, are you using Restream? I think so. Yes, I am using Restream. In fact, this is how it looks on my end. You don't see this, but you will now. That's the way it looks. So you see where uh, those four platforms there, this one is toggled on. That's Twitch. These other three are the other ones. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You got to toggle those bastards on. So that's why I just toggled off. I said, see you later. Bye. It's that simple. How great is that? A little inside baseball for you. All right. So uh, anyway, uh, so Facebook, Twitter brought to you by Irvine's. I'm sorry. Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's. Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And of course, YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. Lizzo is oppressed. Um, okay. So when it comes to pop star rap sensation Lizzo. Here's my take on Lizzo. I think it's a risk to dog her about being morbidly obese. She likes that. She is comfortable being morbidly obese. And fuck. I got no problem with that. If somebody wants to be morbidly obese, that is up to them. I am, I, you know what? I am trying to distance myself from judging her because of that. First of all, there are people who are better at judging and funnier at judging that do it for me. Aries Spears is that guy. I am not funnier than Aries Spears. Aries Spears. Okay. If I had the ability to be funny like Aries Spears, I might, I might do that, but fuck, I don't, you know, it's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And frankly, we're getting to the point in the culture that if you make so, uh, fun of somebody because they're fat as shit, there's a good chance that's about as bad as using the R word or dare I say the N word. So, but Ari Spears did all of the heavy, uh, heavy lifting for us. Okay. So here she is now. She loves to show her ass. Look at her. She's, uh, this outfit actually has her ass hanging out of it. Now, is that my thing? No. Okay, but that that's not the point. The point of all this is that's she, that's a goal. 
she is working hard to look like this. And I think that if she had a choice, like if someone said, if I waved a magic wand and you could have a body like, uh, you know, someone who's way in shape, would you do that? I don't know if she would. I think she's happy like this. I really do. So whatever, man. Um, as I get older, I, I try, I'm trying to wrap my mind around the idea that this is just the way people are. You can't fucking get in the way of how, what makes them happy, honestly. And if she wants to dress like that and she wants to let her ass hang out like that. Okay. If she's happy, if you're happy, I'm happy. Does that not sound like a mature way to approach this? I think it does. I think this is a growth moment. If I can look at someone and that ass, I'd hate to be the next guy getting on the plane. Can you imagine if she gets up that plane or she's walking up that little jetway there, a little onto her private jet, and, and you're just a little bit too close? Holy fuck. Or if she slips. I mean, she is... A, a big girl. Now, you get a lot of people that are like, yeah, well, she's promoting diabetes and hypertension and obesity. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's anybody, I don't know if uh, that's going to uh, uh, encourage anybody to uh, uh, eat a certain way just because she's big. I think at the end of the day, Most people who are that big, they're not going to turn it around. They're probably going to stay that big. So if they want to do that, you're just going to have to let it go. They're probably not going to save themselves. So if they're happy looking like that, fuck it, man. I don't give a shit. Corey says she can definitely warm up a toilet seat Uh, Amanda says she actually does take care of herself. Now that's uh, relative. What do you mean? On the outside, on the inside? I mean, I, I don't think the argument can be made that she's taking care of herself. I mean, if, if you want to say she's uh, using antiseptic wipes on her folds, sure, okay. Uh, the point she's vegan and works out. I just said it. Well, that's, that's, uh, that is pretty spectacular then that she is, has that body type. Um, I think that, I think that if you say you're vegan and you work out, but you are in fact, that's your body type. I think you should have to prove it. You know what I mean? I think if you're going to say that, Hey, I'm a vegan and I work out all the time. I think you should have to say, prove that like uh, cameras have to follow you around for like a month, but that's fine. I don't give a shit. If she thinks she's hot as hell. Great. Now, um, there's a couple layers on this story because not only is, um, is is she's kind of clapping back because, uh, on the VMAs, uh, she claimed she's oppressed and I don't, I don't know about that. Um, 
I think she, okay, audio, I'll let you see this. Audio, check. Video, check. This is from the VMAs. I don't know <laughs> what uh, music video for good means, but I do know what your vote means, and that's a f lot. Your vote means everything to me. It means everything to making a change in this country. So remember when you're voting for your favorite artists, vote to change some of these laws that are oppressing us. Okay, so uh, this, this uh, site that I got this from, they're like, oh, what's she impressed about? She's got $12 million. Pop singer Lizzo uses MTV Awards speech to claim that she's oppressed. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm guessing. She didn't come out and say it, but that has to be a reference to like abortion laws, right? Uh, this person says nothing screams oppression like being given an idol made out of precious metals and lauded in front of millions. It's a hard knock life. Laughable Lizzo is clearly quite oppressed. Yeah, I I would say that, you know, I, I, I don't believe that she's talking about anything other than Roe v. Wade. But I don't know. I can't say. I wish she would have been more... Um, more direct or specific about what uh, what she's referring to. Let's see. Uh, Lizzo addresses body shaming comments, tells fans to vote for change in VMA's speech. Lizzo wants everyone to know she's winning during her acceptance speech Sunday after winning the Video for Good uh, award for her uh, hit song About Damn Time. The singer used the moment to remind fans to vote for change and thank them for their support. Uh, thank you so much for supporting me and loving on me. And now to the bitch that got something to say about me in the press. You know, I ain't going to say nothing. They'd be like, Lizzo, why don't you clap back? Why don't you clap back? She says, because bitch, I'm winning. Grammy winner didn't mention who it was in the press or what was said, but her speech comes days after comedian Ari Spears uh-oh, body shamed Lizzo during an interview with The Art of Dialogue. I have that clip here. Uh, Aries uses the N-word. It ends in A. I want you to check out what she, what he said. Now, look, I got to be very clear about this. These jokes are funny. The problem is it's about weight. So I don't know if I'd have the nerve to say these jokes right now. I am not as skilled at this. I don't have the nerve to do it. And I think that I would... I, I want to go at least a week without pissing somebody off too terribly. Yo, you know somebody that actually made good music, man? Lizzo. Lizzo? Yeah. Okay, so look at that look on his face. Lizzo? So he's about to dog the shit out of her. 
And then later on in this, he's like, oh, yeah, she's great. But. Yeah, bro, have you heard her shit, yo? Like, as a songwriter, yo. I, I can't get past the fact that she looks like the shit emoji. <laughs> yo. Very beautiful girl. She's got a very pretty face. You can't call someone beautiful after he just called them the shit emoji. But she keeps showing her body off, nigga. Like, come on, man. Come on, yo. I'm sorry. Listen, I ain't the most in shape nigga in the world. But I still, you know, when you funny and you got swagger and confidence and, and you decent looking, I think I'm at least handsome, you get pussy. But a woman... You aren't, though. You aren't handsome and you aren't in shape. You are... You're just wearing your shirt. That's the only difference between you and Lizzo, you fat fuck. And it's built like a plate of mashed potatoes is in trouble. Oh, shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this guy who's cracking up is going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but musically, yo, she go hard, man. She a good songwriter, though. Oh, yo, she's, yeah, she's dope. Her music hard, her body ain't. <laughs> oh, man. Uh-oh, here they come, the, the wall of Braveheart bitches, like the battle on the field coming over the hills. Are you ready for a war? You can hear the horses thumping on the fucking ground. He's about to, uh-oh, here, here he come. Who that motherfucker think he is? Be body shaming, fat motherfucker. The point is being made in the comment. Comment, uh, uh, Pags, Pugs on the wig, 420. Sorry, I can't see. <laughs> fat people going after fat people, LOL. That's why it works. Okay, maybe. I am not doing that shit. Fuck it. You know? Hey, yo. Here's <laughs> another thing, yo. You know what kills me? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know what kills me about women is is the hypocrisy and the contradiction. Yes, queen, slay, queen. Yes, queen, slay. Yeah, girl, your confidence. Fuck diabetes. Fuck heart, heart, heart problems. Fuck heart disease, cholesterol. Y'all claim womanhood and about sisterhood and support for your sister. You know, when it comes to that ridiculous shit. But if you really gave a fuck... Why wouldn't you go, black girl, we love you. We love your confidence, boo-boo. But th this ain't it. This ain't it. Where's That's the real love. Y'all will jump on me for making jokes, but y'all won't fucking be real and go, sister, put the eclair down. This ain't it. It's treadmill time. Oh, Speaking of that, right, because she does have issues with her weight, right? And it's actually a video online of her crying about being fashioned. Did you see that video of her crying? We all do. I do. <laughs> but yeah, man, she says she be having an issue, man, with people fat shaming her about her weight and cracking jokes about how big she is. Well, how you gonna have issues, but at the same time, show your whole ass at an NBA game? That's true. Okay, the, what a point. What a point. You, How can you cry, but you show your whole ass? And I just showed you pictures of her showing her whole ass. As comedians, we take what the defense gives us. <laughs> You don't want to be put out there? Then don't put it out there. And again, 
I know. I, I, listen, I ain't never met a plate of pasta I didn't like. I'm a pasta whore, nigga. I'm, you know, I'm trying. It's an everyday struggle for me. You know, I, I, you know, I come from a family where you know we drank fried milkshakes. <laughs> okay. What have we learned here? First of all, is it okay for me to laugh with him saying that she looks, I can't get behind somebody who looks like the shit emoji? I mean, I'm really, really torn here. I I, want to laugh at that, but I'm like, ah, fuck, I don't know, man. Am I, am I becoming less funny? I don't know. I feel like I got to be careful here. You know? Uh, Sarah writes, but wait. Oh, okay. Then she is big, so she should hide? No, fuck you, she says. Amanda says, no, that's funny. I'm not laughing, but that's good. Also, Linda says, if eclairs can be made without eggs and butter, they're vegan. Uh, Paul says, no, you're just more of a puss. I don't know, man. Fuck. We live in a weird time these days. So, um, yeah, I think that the idea of her pointing out that, hey, I'm winning. I think if you want people to shut up about you, I mean, if it does bother you, I think this is where I stand on this. If it does bother you that people say, hey, you're a fat ass. You cannot, it, it's a bad idea to uh, try to rub their face in it because they want that attention. Okay. Uh, and also, I mean, I think he's right. If you're going to walk around half naked all the damn time, I think that that kind, I think it's, uh, it, it, it plays off each other. And, and I think that's one of you said something about this. Her brand now is to be fat as shit. If she suddenly lost the weight, she might be, she might, that might keep her from doing it because she's like, oh fuck, I can't. That's my brand. My brand is to be fat as hell. All right. It's enough of that. Uh, have another video of a mascot laying out a kid. What? The one I showed you, uh, yesterday of, uh, the Atlanta Braves mascot boomer during the mascot football game running around the, uh, down the field and stiff arming kids was just incredible. This one it's, uh, at halftime of, I think a uh, soccer game and, uh, some mascot, this is kind of, isn't the best video. It's uh, looks like it's cell phone video shot of a computer screen, but, it's a block by one of these mascots. Here you go. Check it out. Okay, watch the guy with the blue head right here. This dude right here, his name is Sammy Sourdough. Sammy Sourdough, I think that's his name, is is the mascot for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, 
And then this this dude here with the blue head, he's going to throw a block. Watch this block. Oh! I, I am not. This is like my new favorite thing. Mascots taking on little little kids in football. Oh. And uh, was good we need more of that we need more of that laying those kids out uh man so that is that is excellent looks like this one is uh the i don't know what this mascot is i think he's for the denver nuggets no you suit up no prisoners nuff said shit got real that night and here's blooper again love it so much i love seeing mascots run over children god that is great kyle says fail army videos where kids get taken out by those big exercise balls that is awesome yep 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 josh says that that block was a 15 yard personal foul in the nfl Maybe so, but it's a kid and it's a mascot. We love it. All good. Okay. Hey, this show happens each and every weekday on Patreon. Uh, As I mentioned, uh, as of right now, 889 free podcasts. Also 889 Patreon podcasts. God, that's a ridiculous number. Shit. Uh, Join me on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If you want to sign up for the Patreon. So basically I get done with this one and then I do the Patreon podcast. Yesterday on the show, I had two specific things that I got into that involved phone calls. The first one was I called the school where the uh, uh, old hillbilly football coach in Mississippi coaches who got in that fight in the stands. I called the school uh, Jimbo Knoll. I played the part of Jimbo Knoll calling the school. You got to hear that. And then I called the guy who floated for 38 miles down the Missouri River in a giant pumpkin, or as he said, a pumpkin. You got to hear these interviews. Well, one was a bit. Second one was an interview. Uh, All on the Patreon from yesterday. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Get at it uh, today. I'm supposed to do, I was supposed to do Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia at 10.30 today, but Dale worked all night. He is sleeping. I will try to make that up as Dale will take on Tobias. I'll try to make that up tomorrow. If not, I'll have to reschedule, but I will try it. But if Dale works overnights, I don't want to, I don't want to keep him awake, you know? All right. Uh, in the open and live stream brought to you by A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. If you need any scheduled maintenance on your air conditioning system or your furnace system, this is who you call. Heck, they can even help you with your water heater, 616-516-8579. If you are uh, installing or need to install a new air conditioner or a furnace, they will install the Comfort Maker brand of furnace and air conditioners. They are incredible 
the best in the business. You need to reach out to A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Cole writes, Eric Zane, do live shows like radio people do. I'd pay for that to come see if you sell tickets for a live show. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe we will have to do that. That's something I've thought about. Sometimes it's a little bit even it's a, a little bit challenging to even think about because just a little bit different of an animal. Um and there's uh, just some boring shit that I have to take care of behind the scenes to make that a possibility. But I I I have thought about it. Um definitely something maybe down the road. I'm just glad you're there. Thank you, Cole. I appreciate the input. Chris says, can you imagine the hecklers? Yeah, I can. Holy cow. Come see Eric Zane live at Chuck E. Cheese. Do they still have those? Pugs on the wing 420 says, what if the Zaniacs show up? Well, then we have a, a, well, that's entertaining. You want, yes, I would say yes, please. The more the merrier. We got to have the Zaniacs there. We got to get a, get them in front of a microphone so that they can air the grievances. I've been trying to do that. I had the one hybrid version of the airing of the grievances. Um, remember when Mike. I'm a 50-year-old man doing what a 50-year-old man should. And then Andrea with. Let's go to Big Black Dick because I know you want to do it. I mean, we have legendary moments now on the show because of that. So I would. I would. Keep a uh, seat warm uh, for those folks. That would be fantastic. Are you kidding me? That is uh, that's an interesting bunch, and and uh, I would like to find out. Okay, so tell me what the problem is, please. Break it down. Time has passed. I, it's all a blur. But uh, tell me what's on your mind. Tell these people what is bothering you. Cole says, I don't think the Zaniacs have totally left yet. I think there's still some lurkers. Well, that's okay. And then another Cole, Cole Boy 779 says, uh, that'd be funny to see. Just put them in front of a mic and let them do their thing. Yes. Nick, the electrician who works at the uh, Van Andel Arena says we need to see if we can get Griff to do a full cross check on a youth hockey player. Uh, I don't know if he'd do that to a child. He's getting soft in his old age. Let's see. Uh, I'm looking at the names of the people in attendance. Do we have any lurkers here? I I have people that keep an eye out uh, for me, and and they they usually let me know. If one of the lurkers is here, but I, I, I haven't seen a lurker in quite some time. You lied to our ears, Eric. Oh my God. What a line. It's fantastic. You lied to our ears. <laughs> Your poor ears. Oh my God. Uh, thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke mortgage. Two, three, one, three, three, two, sixty five, zero five. If you need a mortgage. And you are anywhere in the U.S., with the exception of Alaska, Maine, Hawaii, and South Carolina. Call on Mario. He can help you out. 
every step of the way, whether your credit is great or not so great. He wants you to reach out to him. Maybe uh, you need a refi. Maybe you want to get some money out of your home to pay off some credit card bills or a wedding. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. NMLS number 3035. Okay. Uh, There's a trend that's developing. It is when a restaurant encounters someone who's mean to them, they then shut their doors and close. I don't know about you, but when I hear about this, um, part of me is like, is this a little bit of a cutting off your nose to spite your face? Is that how the saying goes? Cutting off your nose to spite your face. It's like, uh, I'm mad at the world, so I'm going to hurt me. There was uh, a restaurant up north that I think they even reference in this story that that we shared here on this show about uh, customers were acting like assholes. And uh, they, they said, all right, that's it. We're closing. Corey, with a comment that I thought when I saw the story that I'm about to share with you, in the good old days, you just spit and jizz on the food. Yeah, that's what you do. You go, oh, okay, yeah, you're treating me like shit. Okay, no problem. You kill them with kindness. You trick them, and then you clear your nasal passages on their food. Stevie said, I saw this on the news last night, and I am going to share it with you. Seems like an overreaction, but they didn't say what the rude people said. So, well, yeah, still, though, but it doesn't matter. You're still shutting the doors. You're you're hurting yourself. You're making it so you can't make money. And these people that are working there, they, they actually want to work to earn money. So, I don't know. I think you need, I think they need to develop a different approach. Uh, the audio in this story is a little wonky, and when I tested it, it ca- only came in one channel, so I think you'll be able to hear it. The audio podcast, for sure, it'll be fine. Audio, check. Video, check. Let's go. Salt Modern Tex-Mex has been a hit in the East Town neighborhood since it opened its brick-and-mortar shop a year and a half ago. But yesterday, rude remarks from unruly customers caused the owner to close the shop early. What started out as a typical Sunday brunch rush at Basalt Modern Tex-Mex in Easttown. People here are generally very passionate and, and caring for the folks in their neighborhood. Quickly turned it. Okay, now this guy's got vocal fry and he looks like, I don't know, just something about this guy seems really, really whiny to me. Tyler pointed this out because he actually sent me this story. I was already going to play it and Tyler said, get a load at how whiny this guy is. Did the chaos and outright rudeness from customers and, and caring for the folks in their neighborhood quickly turned into chaos and outright rudeness from customers. We've had really busy weekends the last few weeks, so we were kind of like pumped and ready and, and, uh, hoping for the best and it didn't happen no (laughs) oh 
Restaurant owner Stephen Martinez said Sunday's service was like death by a thousand paper cuts. When folks won't make eye contact, when they won't acknowledge that we've said hello to them. Okay, stop right there. Your first problem is you say hello and no one says anything back. It makes it really difficult by a thousand paper cuts when folks won't make eye contact when they won't acknowledge that we've said hello to them oh no it makes it really difficult to establish (laughs) that relationship and and make sure that uh, things are going to go smoothly he said multiple customers made rude remarks yeah fucking toughen up some some people might be having a bad day So if you say hi to them and they, they, maybe they weren't paying attention or they're looking at the menu. I don't know who who gives a shit. They're there to spend money. Are you there? Are you there to make money or are you there to make friends? What the fuck are you doing? Towards his staff, unruly children continuously ran through surface areas. Drinks were spilled. Well, that's when you stick your foot out or you push the kid or you dump a drink on him accidentally in air quotes. You know, who gives a fuck? Not reported, which could have caused a slipping hazard. And some people even took takeout orders that did not belong to them. So probably a mistake. But it got to a situation where I realized that if I put my staff through that any longer, it was going to be really, really bad for them. This snaggletooth whiny bastard needs to shut the fuck up, shave, and get some thicker skin. Martinez's experience in an uptick of rude customers seems to be an unfortunate trend, according to Grand Rapids Chamber of Commerce. You know, it's unfortunate that I think there's a lot of people out there that um, don't realize that uh, although food prices have gone up, and uh, labor's been uh, difficult to find, that um, the people that are still there are are working as hard as they can. With staffing shortages coupled with people wanting to enjoy a Look, I would never treat a server like shit. Some people will. I mean, have fun with it. Uh, Kill them with kindness. Uh, uh, Spit on their food. Whatever it is. Post-pandemic dining experience, customers and wait staff are both feeling the stress. Been a- you should put a sign out that says, we love our customers, but if you are mean, we're going to spit on your food. General frustration in the retail community for quite some time about... Uh- I would go I would go out of my way to go to a place like that because they've got the balls to say that. They should name the place Spit on Food if you're a dick. People just not being as kind as they need to be um, and you know, blowing small things out of proportion. Last month, East Park Tavern in Charlevoix closed during the town's popular Venetian festival after they experienced similar disrespect. We have some really amazing regulars from East Town and outside of East Town, um, and those are the folks that keep us going, you know, day in and day out. But um, those folks who come in and they just kind of want to treat us like servants um, instead of people who are trying to take care of them, that, that really sucks. Oh, no. Martinez says that his restaurant... I wish he would have said the word slaves so that the world would have blown up at him. Can you imagine if he said that white guy saying he's being treated like a slave? I think he kind of is by saying they're servants. And we'll be back open Tuesday. They are servers, by the way. But he may be more direct with troublesome customers in the future. In Grand Rapids, I'm Megan Bunchman, News 8. What's that asshole's name? the last few weeks.
Sunday brunch rush at Basalt Modern Tex-Mex in town. I want to call. Town. People here are generally very passionate and, and caring for the folks in their neighborhood. Quickly turned into chaos and outright rudeness from customers. All right, doesn't matter. His last name is Martinez. I need to make a phone call. So we've had really busy weekends the last few weeks, so we were. The whole thing like, is dumb. Get some thicker skin. Paul says, "I'm not a servant." Hi, I'm Brian. I'll be your server today. Sign, crying Brian. Do it. Roast this bitch. Josh writes, "Valuable lesson: When the going gets tough, quit." Must be nice to have enough disposable income to do so. Okay. Let me see here. Basalt Grand Rapids. They're open. This ought to be terrible. Okay. 616-719-2146. I might pass the buck on to you guys and say the audience is saying you need thicker skin. Is his name Brian? What's his name? Can someone tell me his name? Good morning. Thank you for calling Basalt. Is this Brian? I'm sorry? Is this Mr. Martinez? It is. Hey, this is Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hey, how are you? I'm on the show right now. Can I get a quick word? I, I saw the news story. Oh, sure. So, um, oh, I'm sorry, What what is your first name? My name is Steven Ste- Martinez. Steven Martinez. Yeah, I, I saw you on there. I saw Megan Bunchman did that story. And uh, uh, some people are, are saying that something about, like, thicker skin. What do you think about that? Um, you know, I, I don't think having thick or thin skin has anything to do with being treated with dignity and respect. Right. Um, so I, I, I think that, uh, those, those people are just people who don't want to have to treat people right. Right. Well, I mean, I, for sure. But I mean, what about the whole thing about, um, uh, yeah, sometimes people are having a bad day or something like that. And then is it a little of cutting off your nose to spite your face? Um, yeah, you know, I think that um, I'm probably the only person with the perspective to figure out what's the right thing to do and what's not the right thing to do, um, considering it's my business and I was here during that situation. Of course, every, uh, you know, every day we deal with folks who aren't as polite or kind um, or respectful as we would like, um, and we're not shutting down all the time. Um, but we got to a situation where... My staff, my people, um, were being put through uh, hell, um, and I was not going to continue right, right. to allow that. What, what, what was specific? Were they, like, saying insulting things to them? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Were they saying, like, insulting things to them? Um, you know, it was just uh, kind of like, um, like the article said. It was kind of a death by a thousand paper cuts. We, we just had... Um, a cascade of folks who were coming in being disrespectful to my staff, being disrespectful to our space. You know, we had orders stolen. We had um, folks who kind of refused to engage with my front of house staff and then um, were very quick to uh, complain and be rude um, and, uh, you know, 
belittling. Um, right. And, you know, it, it was just like so many small things that on their own we could have handled, but, you know, a dozen of those things happening all at once, you know, during what was arguably one of our busiest, uh, you know, Sunday rushes ever as well, it just became a situation that was um, really difficult to manage and um, really difficult for my staff to um, handle. When you when you did it, were there people that were there that were like, oh, wait a minute, but I'm being nice. Why should I get kicked out? Uh, no, and you know we didn't uh, we didn't kick people out. Okay. Um, we we made a decision that we were no longer going to continue service, and what we did was um, we finished uh, the orders that we had hanging. We made sure to take care of the guests who um, we had in our shop, um, but you know we turned off our online ordering. We turned off delivery, um, and uh, we were I guess kind of lucky enough to have a bit of a lull at that point anyways yeah. that um, we were able to just make a clean break without having to tell anybody like hey sorry we're not going to help you um okay now what are you doing going forward is there a sign maybe on the door that says please be nice um <laughs> there isn't at this point um although i've certainly started thinking about um you know things that i might have to do or ways that i might have to change uh communicating with guests um to ensure that folks understand that when they come here, they're coming into our house, um, and they are guests here. We want to treat them well. We want to take care of them and get them fed. Um, but, again, they're guests. It's not their house. Um, right. And they have to treat us with respect and dignity. Let me just tell you this. You're a, be- you're a bigger man than me because if I were running a restaurant and somebody started to make me mad, I'm going to spit on the food. I'll just tell you that right now. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, you know, uh, of course, uh, of course, there's been times I've gotten angry. I, I was pretty upset on Sunday, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, our mission is still to build community. It's still to take care of folks. So, you know, um, in a situation like that, the best thing that I felt that we could do was remove ourselves from a bad situation um, yeah. so that things didn't escalate you know yeah yeah how did how did uh would tv8 and channel 13 find out about this yeah so from what i could tell what those folks told me is um that they uh either heard it through like chatter in the office um or uh i believe that some of the folks over at would tv8 had um actually been trying to come eat here on sunday okay uh saw the sign on our door went to our social media and then kind of picked it up from there um, and there's also a couple like Reddit threads about it and the All Grand right. Rapids subreddit. So, well, let me just say this: if anybody, because yeah, I know you won't, if anybody's thinking about going to Basalt in East Grand Rapids, don't be an asshole and enjoy yourself. How how, how about that? <laughs> yeah, that works. Okay, so it'd be an ad campaign: Basalt, don't be an asshole. <laughs> I like the ring of that. I might get shirts made. You, you sell, like, uh, Tex-Mex. It's called Modern Tex-Mex. Is that right? Correct, yep. So what does that mean? Because modern- Yeah, so um, there's a lot of people who, when they think of Tex-Mex, they're thinking of uh, a restaurant that's something close to, like, on the border or Beltline Bar or any number of kind of uh, Mexican restaurants that are around, you know. Um, but uh, what we do is we, we dive into kind of the origins of Tex-Mex and what that is, it's Tejano food. So that's food that 
uh, was made by Mexican immigrants who came up into Texas and the Southwest and um, using the ingredients that were available to them in those places, um, created food that was similar to what they were making, uh, you know, back in Mexico, but um, but different because of the regional differences. Um, so we're just kind of continuing that tradition um, and building off of that. You know, I'm from Houston, uh, born and raised. I've got family from uh, Monterrey, Mexico. So, you know, I'm kind of taking that heritage and thinking about what it meant for my ancestors to come up into Texas, how their food and culture changed because of that, and then translating that to my food and my culture changing as I've, you know, come to live further wow. more. Wow, you, you've got it down, man. I, I, I think it's great. I, I, I don't have a problem with any of it. Uh, you, you've convinced me that uh, you're, you're doing the right thing, Stephen. I'm sure you're probably going to get a lot more uh, uh, action through the front door because of this. Um, you know, uh, I'm really happy that people are, for the most part, being supportive and, and um, are excited to show that support. Um, unfortunately, it does seem like this is an issue that has been plaguing restaurants, not just here in the city or in our state, but kind of around the country for the last few months. Um, I, I think that I, I thought maybe we were immune to it in Grand Rapids um, because of how community-centered we are. Um, but this experience has just kind of shown me that that's not the case and that, um, you know, we all have to speak up and remind people that um, we are people too and that it's not okay to misbehave just because you are paying for a service. You're super liberal, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I would say, um, I would say I'm, I'm mostly progressive, but, you know, I'm also uh, a gun owner. Um, <laughs> wow, I am a Texan okay. after all, there you know, you so um, I, I try not to, to, you know, put myself in any um, specific boxes, but... Yeah. Uh, when it comes to the way we treat other people, right. um, you know, I'm not particularly religious myself, but for folks who are, you know, um, I think it's very clear um, how we're supposed to be treating people based on scripture, based on, you know, Jesus and, and all that. So um, that's kind of where I lean into is uh, okay. the golden rule is yep. the most important. Golden you know? rule. There you go. Steven, I'll tell you what, I appreciate you. I'm going to come see you at your restaurant. I want to try some tacos. Okay. Awesome. Be glad to have you. Okay, buddy. See you around. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. So if you were watching the live stream, I was cracking up at the jokes. This is why we are so much better off without uh, the Zaniac scum fucking everything up because you guys were on a fucking roll. They should sell soft pretzels. Maybe change the name of the restaurant to Snowflake. Tell him quit being a pussy. Uh, Corey writes, quote, they gave me a look. They refused to talk to me. Kyle writes, I'm sad about stuff. Corey adds, quote, so how far are you into your transition? Come on. What the fuck? Tyler says this guy's going to end up killing himself. Don't push him over the edge. Now, that's that's too far. This is bullshit. 
You guys are being terrible. Corey says, roast this bitch. This is fucking terrible. You guys are unbelievable. Amanda says, anyone else going to sleep? <laughs> when I asked, well, uh, describe Tex-Mex food, Cole wrote, Tex-Mex, a.k.a. dog shit. Asshole. Curry wrote food that sucks. Chris from GR says, don't be an asshole and enjoy myself. I can't enjoy myself. Cole adds they'll be out of business soon. Paul says he definitely sounds like a bottom. My God. Just some terrible, terrible things are being said. Bet your ancestors weren't so sensitive because he references ancestors. Bottoms have feelings too. Eric, are you a Trump fan or a Biden fan? That's kind of out of out of the blue. Uh, I don't know. I'm an anybody but Trump fan is what I am. I, 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 maybe that'll explain it for you. The gun ownership is a message to all the assholes out there. Ask about his gun. I still prefer a foot in the ass. People should treat others with more respect in general, but overall, you don't just shut down and close your doors when people aren't nice enough. Well, yeah, but uh, it's his business. He said it. I can do whatever I want. Adnan says, this made my day. Cole asks again, are you a Trump fan? No. I hope that doesn't mean we have to break up because I think you're new here. Jesse says, I missed why he was on the news, but I'm on his side. I think he was very nice and seems to be an intelligent person. <laughs> you guys are all... Tell him he's a pussy for closing. <laughs> I did. I said that you... I don't... I don't have it in me today. I don't have the strength to do that type of shit today. And that's that's fine because you're doing it for me. So it's stupid. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Jesus. Tell him he's a pussy for closing. <laughs> oh, fuck. So, uh, Coleboy779. Not to be confused with Cole in Colorado Springs. Cole underscore V. Cole boy, seven, seven, nine. What's your story? How did you find this shit show? Are you a fan from the radio days? Are you, I mean, how, it's, it's, I'm always interested in people's stories. I very, a few of you, I know the story, but not all of you. I'm always interested in how people discover the show. The auto mod held a message from Tyler K who wrote his ancestors would probably tell him, don't close, take those stupid gringos money. And then there was something about, I should have dropped to Madre Azuna Puta in there, but you know, I probably could have worked it in late. The only Spanish I know is, is forbidden Spanish to Madre Azuna Puta.
Radio Voice Linda says Cool Boy 779 could be a lurking Deniac. LOL. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the lurking Deniacs. Oh, my God. All right. Well, welcome to any lurking Deniacs. I, I could use... I could use the uh, the uh, viewership. the The goal is just to keep more in here during the live stream than Jamingo's show. If I ever get to a point where Jamingo has more people watching the live stream, uh, then I should probably hang myself. <clears throat> anyway, okay. Nick Cannon is an absolute joke. I don't. Um, I don't know who's more of a joke, Nick Cannon or the women that agree to have his babies. How can anybody with any level of respect actually look at themselves in the mirror after deciding that they want to have a big, uh, a baby, I almost said baggy, a baby with Nick Cannon. Fans react. After Nick Cannon shares that he is expecting another child. This was a dude who was married to Mariah Carey for a period of time. Isn't he the host of that? I forgot what show. Is it a, was, was he on America's Got Talent? Or I, I don't know. I don't even know what this guy does anymore. And I guess my question is, how, how wealthy can this guy be? I mean, kids are expensive. Nick Cannon net worth. I'm guessing, I'll say $10 million. Okay, $20 million. $20 million is not an uh, unexhaustible amount of, of money. Okay, a masked singer is what he's on. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I'm going to go out on a limb and suggest that Nick Cannon probably isn't that great with his money. He's probably making unwise decisions in the financial world. I think, uh, case in point, 10 kids. Jesus. So let's just say, I mean, I don't know how child support works, but if you, let's say Nick Cannon is not really affiliated with any of the mothers. Or at least predict that at some point in time, that will be the case. I'm guessing each kid gets $5,000 a month. That's $50,000 a month in total. I had to actually go 5,000 times 10 to do that on the calculator. Times 12, that's $600,000 a year. Kabooby69 says, or buying a bulldog when you're on a budget. Well, hey, or buying an RV after losing a job. Fuck, shut up. $600,000. Wait a minute. Now I'm lost. $600,000 a year in child support. 18 years worth of child support. That's $10,800,000 in child support. Holy shit. Uh, he is a father now. He's about to become a father for the 10th time. 
Here he is right here in this image. Look at him. He's there. This is the uh, this is the mother who's like, look, look at that picture. She's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy. I'm just so hot. And here's Nick holding that, holding my belly. And then, you know, as soon as that picture was taken, he like got rid of the stupid hat and said, all right, see you later. Bye-bye. This is kind of gross to me. I don't, I don't like this. You know what? I, in all honesty, uh, people, people laugh about this shit, but you got 10 kids who have the worst fucking father on the planet. I think one of the biggest forms of child abuse is when a father is not around, like just not physically home. That's why divorce sucks so much. It's a terrible, terrible thing. If a couple gets divorced, it must be really, really bad because that's a tremendous burden for a parent to have to like, oh, fuck, I got to leave my kids. That, that's hard. That's a hard thing to do. It's like my dad is like, Jesus Christ, my mom and him must have really hated each other. Or my mom, I think my mom really was tough on my dad. And then he ended up flying the coop. And then my brother and I were the uh, benefactors of that shit. That was rough. But my dad, honestly, I, I lucked out when it uh, comes to being a uh, child of divorce. My dad was a very, very attentive to my needs as best as he could. And, um, you know, I'm lucky. Not all kids who uh, whose parents get divorced um you know have that luxury so i i consider myself lucky august 24th cannon shared the news disclosed that the expected mother is Brittany bell bell and cannon share two kids the name of the kids are golden sagan cannon who is five stupid name and then a one-year-old daughter named powerful queen cannon these don't sound like children. They sound like Game of Thrones characters. Nick Cannon revealed the pregnancy announcement by sharing behind-the-scenes clips of the joint maternity shoot. Throughout the clip, the Wild and Out host, I don't know what that is, gave fans a view of the intimate moments the pair shared with each other and their children. Although Cannon didn't share the uh, soon to be new child's gender. He did, however, hint he may be welcoming another boy by writing hashtag son, S-O-N, rise. Well, obviously it's a boy. You know, if this asshole spent any amount of time actually raising these kids, he wouldn't have any more kids. If this asshole uh, became a father for the first time and then you know, lived through 10 years of raising that child. He wouldn't want to have any more kids. This fucking asshole is, a, is the worst. Because people who have kids, I don't know what happens. It's all mental illness, in my opinion. When a person has one kid, uh, first of all, they usually have the second one within a few years. So if you have a three-year-old and then you have a newborn, you have not yet experienced the worst that parenting has to offer. So then it all kind of comes in waves, you know? Then after the kid gets past the toddler phase 
and starts entering the uh, uh, act like an asshole, smart off every time I speak phase, then you're like, oh, fuck. I've got three of these. Shit. It's the worst. So this asshole, people were not impressed. A lot of people condemning him. Uh, People saying it isn't funny. I really don't understand how y'all don't see how problematic this is. If a woman did what he's done, comments would be immensely different. Oh, that's true. It's, It's a complete double standard. Look at this picture of this asshole. He's taking this picture. He's with some hot chick. Uh, She's got her hands over her boobies and and he's like, you know, this is, this is terrible. Look at this shit. Look at these two. Oh, gross. Put your clothes on and look at him. This woman has no respect and, and he, and neither does he, they, they're both terrible people. These are awful, awful people. God. In addition uh, to the children that Cannon has with Bell, he uh, he shares eleven-year-old twins, Moroccan and Monroe Cannon, more stupid names, with Mariah Carey. He has an eight-week-old son named Legendary Love Cannon. It sounds like uh, Nick Cannon is getting ideas for his uh, kids' names from Bill Simonson. Legendary Love Cannon and Bree Sai, is it B R E T S I, and one year old twins Zion and Zillin Cannon with Abby De La Rosa. Cannon also fathered a son with Zen. Wait a minute. Fathered a son named Zen Cannon with model Alyssa Scott. Uh, Tragically, that kid passed away five months old last December following a brain cancer diagnosis. Has anybody ever said, you know, actually leveled with the guy and say, you know, um, how do all these women feel about this? Are they all on board? What self-respecting woman would agree to have sex with this fucking slime ball in the first place? Jesus Christ. Corey says these names are child abuse. Kenny suggests he has a weak pullout game. Okay. Um, That was referenced the other day around the dinner table. And I forget the context because I try to forget these moments because my daughter Jacqueline drops that. I'm like, you know, I don't want to hear you talking about pullout game. I don't want you to ever discuss that with me at any one point. Look, I give you guys the freedom to say and do what you want. Can you just grant me that you will not discuss things like pullout game? I don't want my kids to discuss pull-out game at any one point. 
nor do I want any of you in the audience to discuss pull-out game about my children. Granted, once 27, once 25, once 20. I, I don't want to hear about pull-out game. Jesus. All right. Uh, okay, this is something that Jimmy sent to me, Jimmy in beautiful Portland, Maine, that there's nothing ridiculous about it. It's it's good, wholesome fun, and I can't get enough of it. I don't know what it is. I think it's this chick's uh, incredible exuberance and excitement for a baseball player uh, that is retired, Ichiro Suzuki. Ichiro Suzuki um, is one of the greatest that has ever played the game. Single season hit king. Uh, most of his career with the Seattle Mariners started with Seattle at age 27 after playing in the Japanese league for the first like seven, eight years of his career. And he was incredible. And uh, it comes to the U S and just, he was not only in his first year with the Mariners, he was rookie of the year and league MVP. Not easy to do. I don't even know if that's ever happened uh, other than him doing it, but he played for a long time too. And uh, he was just uh, uh, honored by uh, retire and entering the Mariners Hall of Fame, but they also did this deal where uh, it's a viral video going around where a number of years ago Ichiro was in right field and he caught a ball right up against where the fans are in the front row, and he interacted with this this young chick, and she was so that was like her favorite player of all time, and uh, he like. Uh, like waved at her or something or touched her with his glove and she goes crazy and her reaction uh, went viral. And so she became known as Ichiro girl. So the Mariners, and if you know this story, don't spoil it, please. The Mariners decided to bring her back to throw out the first pitch just the other day. So this is how that went. Audio check, video check. Here we go. My name is Iris Skinner. I am throwing the first pitch tonight. And I am extremely excited, but also very nervous. I'm looking forward to throwing the first pitch, even though I'm really nervous. But it's a big deal, and I feel really honored to be doing it. And I'm excited to spend time with my friends and my family who are here. After the first interaction I had with Ichiro, the, the viral video, people did recognize me for a little bit, but not so much anymore. Ichiro gets over, reaches into the crowd, and he can't get to it down the line. Young fan down there. Check her out. Very excited. She almost came away with the uh, the baseball. She's getting ready to get on her cell phone and tell everybody what, what just took place. Eat your own. Touch her with his glove. And she is freaking out. <laughs> now, please welcome Ichiro girl, Iris Skinner. Now, Ichiro has been retired for some time. And to Iris's surprise, here comes Ichiro himself to catch that pick.
His English is very broken, but he does speak pretty well. I love this chick. I like how Ichiro goes all in and gets in the uniform. He didn't even play anymore. Ichiro could have totally had sex with her on the field right there. Oh <laughs> She's still excitable. I love this. I love her. Look at look at her. Holy shit. Right now, her ovaries are exploding inside of her. I wouldn't be surprised if you checked her underwear. It's full of eggs. Ruptured, ruptured eggs. Without a doubt. Oh my God. <laughs> Kenny says she's a squirter. She's squirting. Old Ben drops. LOL. That is incredible. Youngest living girl named Iris. Wow, that's funny. We were all thinking the same jokes. Chris wrote, she's dropping eggs right there on the mound. You're thinking, God, you stole my joke and didn't give me credit. No, we were thinking the same thing. I just saw it. <laughs> oh, that is great. Okay. I just love that. Thank you, Jimmy. And he sent it along and he wrote, hey, uh, you got just a little bit of good news for you here. It's just some good news. Uh, See, so yeah, I think we'll have... Uh, that reminds me, Jimmy loves joining us for the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast on Thursdays. And uh, I'm, it looks like Thursday is good for me. I got to reach out to Ben. I think we're going to do it on Thursday. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. Where am I? Okay. Thank you to the Kent County Health Department. Oh, my God. Absolutely awesome. Kent County Health Department reminds you that there's several things you should keep in mind. Uh, right about now. And that is if you're having trouble keeping food on the table, think about the Kent County health department. Cause they can help you every step of the way when it comes to signing up for the WIC program. So if you are in the group formerly known as Zaniacs, this and, week's cringe of the week is a little bit longer, but it can't, you, excuse me. And you are, uh, uh, local, uh, odds are you need help with the WIC program because you're so stupid. You're probably very, very poor. So I don't want your children to be starving. So for former members of the Zaniac group, now known as Deniacs, reach out to the Kent County Health Department about how you can get on WIC. Accesskent.com slash health. Also vaccinations, measles, mumps, rubella, uh, you know, again, same group. You probably don't believe in those things because you're stupid, but maybe not. Accesskent.com slash health. And if you're about to give birth and you, or if you have a newborn, uh, the serious man, I'm telling you, August is breastfeeding awareness month. We're almost done with it now, but it's, uh, it's something that they wanted me to talk about. There is nothing better for your baby than breast milk. Accesskent.com slash health for all you need to know about breastfeeding. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan. 
for being on board with the show. The Check Your Heart campaign is uh, is going on right now. By the way, Paul says they also have HIV testing for the DNEX too. Monkeypox vaccine because they probably all have sex with each other. In fact, I know they all have sex with each other. I heard about the swinging. Oh my God. The DNEX are swingers. These disgusting uh, 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 people have sex with each other. Gross. They're just passing AIDS around to each other in monkeypox. If the poverty doesn't kill you, the starvation and AIDS will. All right. Thanks again to Gift of Life Michigan on the Check Your Heart campaign. They're asking that if you are within the state of Michigan and you look at your driver's license, in the lower right-hand corner, if there's no heart, no little red heart, and if it doesn't say donor, that means you're not registered. You all right, Daisy? Go to golm.org or to the website registerme.org, and you can get signed up. Registerme.org is if you, for if you're out of the state of Michigan. Gift of Life Michigan is golm.org. Sign up. Take you two minutes. Your organs will save the lives of eight people in the unlikely event of an untimely passing. Your tissue and corneas will help more than a hundred others. Donate those parts. You can't take it with you. Be a hero. Blue Frost IT is a managed IT service provider for this show. Bluefrostit.com, 616-285-50. Great group of people over there. If you have a small or medium-sized business and you need IT support, that's who you call. I recommend if you're doing a tech upgrade to sit down for 30 minutes with Alan from Blue Frost IT. And you tell him... What's making your business tick? He'll tell you what you need for tech. Otherwise, if you just say, well, let's just go get some new computers. You're just going to go buy the wrong ones with not enough computing power, power or too much and pay more, uh, pay for what you don't need. Uh, do it right. Get a complimentary consultation from Blue Frost IT. Okay. I'm going to do these last two and then just finish with stories. So bear with me. If you're listening to the audio podcast and you're the type of person that skips forward, you're killing me. You can't do that. That is not allowed. Again, when the message meets the need, that's how the show grows. Frank Fuss, My Policy Shop Insurance, buyinsurancehere.com, 616 614-4070. Gone are the days when you go without health insurance because of something called Obamacare. I have never understood why there was ever any politician who suggested that this was a bad idea. I've been utilizing Obamacare for four years, and it's been nothing but fantastic. Most people don't know how it works. Trust me, though. 
you can afford insurance. Frank wants to help you every step of the way, and it costs you nothing. He is a licensed independent insurance agent slash broker. He will help you out in getting set up uh, at healthcare.gov or Obamacare. And what he does for you is free. The other thing that he is unbelievably qualified for, and probably I would say the most qualified, is the Medicare Advantage plans. He knows everything there is to know. He is a Medicare Advantage plan expert and Social Security expert. So if you or someone you know or love is turning 65 or is already over 65, you need a Social Security slash Medicare checkup. And again, this is free. 616-914-4070. You do this on your own, there's a chance you're going to screw this shit up. So don't fuck it up. Call Frank. 616-914-4070. Last but not least, Big Dick Donnie Veltman still ducking me uh, at Full House Comedy. Always shows coming to the area. He is booked out all the way through the winter. This week, Brett Ernst is going to be at the at uh, Rockford Corner Bar on Thursday for an 8 p.m. start. Friday, he's at Billy's Lounge in Grand Rapids for two shows, 7 and 9.30. And then Saturday, Brett Ernst is at Billy's Lounge again, 7 and 9.30. Tickets for this show, these shows, and all the other shows, including Rob Schneider, September 7th and 8th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, available at fullhousecomedy.com. Let's see, Paulie Shore is going to be in town September 15th, 16th, and 17th. Should be good. All right. Hang on. Excuse me. Had to get a drink. In the country of Thailand, they have uh, made using uh, elephants as a pack animal to haul wood. I think that's illegal. And because what what they were doing was uh, you get these uh, people that are like uh, hauling trees out of the woods to sell. Like strapping them to an elephant. And they've kind of like made this illegal. It says elephants are still being used to carry logs in parts of Thailand despite a 1989 ban on the practice. I think a lot of the elephants are becoming endangered. So they're like, hey, we got to take it easy on the elephants. A lot of people come to Thailand just to see the elephants. So this is kind of a big deal. Uh, don't abuse the elephants. Just leave the elephants alone. You see an elephant. First of all, don't shoot the elephant. Is there anything worse than big game hunter? You ever see rich, rich fuck who like uh, shoots a rhino and then they all gather around the dead rhino and they're like, yeah. You get like super rich guy from somewhere in the U.S. goes to foreign country and then uh, kills a giraffe. And he's only doing it so he can get a picture. It's like, well, then what do you do? You know, like in, here in the U.S., you know, all, all these uh, 
sadistic hunters go out and they uh, murder deer. And then they're like, yeah, but uh, I'm doing this to feed my family. And, well, uh, we all know that the only reason why they're eating the deer isn't because it tastes good or it's convenient. They're doing it so that they don't look like assholes so that they can go out and murder again. Everybody knows this is true. Now, when they go to foreign countries, though, in these big game hunts and they kill like the last white lion, they go and they kill Simba or whatever, a giraffe. And then they go, yeah, well, but we feed, we're feeding the locals. That bullshit. That's a lie. They're just shooting the giraffe. They take the picture and then they leave the giraffe there and everybody it just rots. At least that's what I believe. So you got all these assholes going and, and, and killing these people. Killing these, or I should say, killing these animals. Killing these people. To me, they're people. I, I can't tell you how disgusted I am when I, when I see these giant creatures killed by some rich-ass dentist. And when I hear the one, every once in a while something will go wrong and, and the big game animal will, will kill the hunter. That always makes me so happy. It's great. It's my favorite story. Every year there's at least one. So look at, look at this elephant. Does this look like a, like a creature that, that, that wants to, um, uh, walk around Look at, look at how loving and gentle this sweet soul is. Okay. All he wants to do is just walk around and do elephant things, get a drink, take care of its babies. You ever see an elephant take care of its babies? My God. It's so touching. Well, anyway, this dude in Thailand said, all right, well, let's go get some logs. And then he like ties it to the back of this elephant and, uh, and, and they're hauling the wood out and it was super hot. It was like 90 degrees, high humidity. And this elephant is 20 years old. And I guess the elephant rebelled. The guy who was handling the elephant was Supachi Wong Fayed. A 33-year-old man, Supachi Wong Fayed, is, is leading the elephant out. The elephant's name is Pom Pam. The elephant is 20, and its tusks had grown quite big. And um, Supachi Wong Fayed did not know that he was pissing the elephant off. And from behind, the elephant uh, hit him with the tusk, and it went through him. Okay, so he's uh, he's it's it's through the guy through his back, and now he has a tusk coming out of his chest. The elephant then lowered his head and put his elephant foot onto the legs of the man, and then the elephant raised his head, which drew that tusk through the man vertically. Remember that scene in the Terminator movie when um, 
uh, the, 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 the T-1000 or whatever it was. You had Arnold, and then the bad guy was that cop, that skinny cop, Robert Patrick. And occasionally they would, like, slice him in half from the head down, and he'd open up, and then he'd go back together. That's what Supachi Wong Fiad looked like, but it was all blood and gore. So this elephant was so pissed off, it, it stuck him, stepped on him, raised its head, and ripped him in half. Oh, my God. Pom Pam tore Wong Fayed in half, leaving a pool of blood, according to police. Police said the elephant was going crazy after being made to haul wood from a rubber plantation in Fang Ga, southern Thailand, for four days. The elephant was aggressive when we found it. We suspect it was irritable and attacked the caretaker. Yeah. I mean, it's a wild animal. You're, you got it as a beast of burden. And occasionally, it's going to rebel on you. So Dumbo let you have it. That is that is sweet. Volunteers and livestock officers located Pom Pam about 500 yards away from Wong Fayad's body after the attack. Its liver still on the elephant's tusk. The the dude's liver was still on the guy's t- on the the dude's liver was on the elephant's tusk. They then shot the elephant with a uh, sedative dart. Oh, thank God! I thought they killed it. And arranged for transport to a rehabilitation facility. Facility. This is great news. You know how they say that elephants. There was other elephants watching this too. They say that elephants mimic each other's behaviors. And they have an incredible memory. So all these other elephants are seeing that this is how you go about this. This is how you deal with the public. Last month, another elephant attacked its handler at another rubber plantation. After being married, uh, after being made to carry heavy logs. Asian elephants are endangered species. Still being used to carry logs in part of Thailand despite them banning the practice. Elephants were sold into the illicit logging industry during the COVID-19 pandemic because of a significant decrease in tourism made feeding the captive animals unaffordable. Wow. Well, all right. Serves you right. You can't treat an elephant that way. My God. You can't treat elephants poorly. You can't treat Uh, Lizzo, poorly, both have a lot in common. It's time we stop treating heavy creatures as poorly as we have been. Unbelievable. God, I wish they had a picture of the fucking guy ripped in half. Holy shit. All right, your asshole of the day. Who's it going to be? Yesterday, it was Rape God, the football player. Way to go. Way to ruin your career. Rape God ruins his career. Who is the basketball player? Miles Bridges? Is that the guy who ruined his career, the basketball player from Michigan State? Uh, The new Stallone movie, Samaritan. We talked about that. Lizzo is oppressed. Another mascot lays out a kid. Problems at the restaurant. We talked to Steven Martinez from uh, that restaurant that I already, Basalt. 
Nick Cannon is a joke. It's a real girl. Who is your asshole of the day? Come on. It's got to be Nick Cannon. Unbelievable. What an asshole. Perfect for the uh, TC Paintball asshole of the day. There you go. I'm telling you, you give that guy any amount of time with a kid, he won't be having kids. Have a judge make it so he actually has to raise the kids. There'll be no more kids. Tyler says, asshole of the day, modern Tex-Mex restaurants. Wait a minute. Steve, Steven Martinez didn't win you over? You're, you still got a bone to pick with Steven. Elephant handler, ouch, bang, ding. Then, wow, is he okay? Stevie got it. Nice. Well done. That is my time today. I appreciate you being here for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you to the lurkers if you are here. I will be on the Patreon in a little bit after we plan that out. And it should be fun. Tyler says, I feel a little bad mocking him after that phone call. Thanks, Dick. LOL. Well, I mean, I think he'd admit that he sounds a little whiny. But he made a good point. He defended himself pretty well. Your old pal Eric Zane gave him the opportunity rather than just beat the shit out of the guy. I'm trying to get wiser on some of these phone calls. Plus, he's local. I might run into him, and he can probably kick my ass. Okay, thanks, folks. Talk to you down the road. Have a good one. Bye-bye.